Good morning. Please be seated. What a privilege to be here at Sand Prairie, to kneel in front as I did so many times when it was my wonderful privilege to serve you folks. And of course, as we look at each other this morning, some of you don't recognize me, and I may not recognize you because, well, some time has passed. Every morning I get up and look in the mirror and I say, not older, but better. But sometimes it's a little harder to convince myself. Maybe you folks have had that experience too. But how good to be here and to bring you greetings from, yes, your sister congregation in South Daytona, Florida, Holy Cross, which has been my privilege to serve for 28 years and by the grace of God, still be privileged to serve them. Well, it's a beautiful day in San Prairie, and I'm thinking about a story. <laughs> this lady had been attending one of those huge mega churches, and uh, she was going to get married, so she made an appointment to visit with the pastor. Now, she had never really met the pastor before, because you've ever been to one of those mega churches. I mean, there's like 1,000, 1,500 people at a service at one time, and of course, the pastor doesn't greet people at the door. But she made an appointment to come in and talk with him about her wedding. And so they're sitting there and chit-chat. And he says, so uh, is this your first marriage? And she says, well, no, Pastor. You know, I'm, I'm 70 years old. So, no, it's not my first. Well, tell me about your first. Well, my first, I, I married a banker. A banker? Oh, yeah. Oh, he was wonderful. We just had the most wonderful time. You know, he was mega rich and bought me beautiful presents, and we lived in a beautiful house. And then one day, guess what? He had a stroke, and that was it. Well, then what? Well, you know, a little time passed. I married my second husband. Your second husband? What did he do? Oh, he was a ringleader in a circus. A ringleader in a circus. Oh, she said it was so exciting. We traveled all over the country. In fact, we even went to Europe with the circus. It was the most wonderful, exciting life I'd ever had. And then what happened? Well, he was out in the ring one day, and a tiger escaped from the cage, and it was all over, if you get my drift pastor. Oh, how horrible. Well, she says, I really wasn't going to get married again, but some time passed. And I started attending this church, and the pastor's wife had passed away, and, well, we just sort of got together, and uh, we got married. And he was just this wonderful, loving, compassionate guy, and, oh, we had the most wonderful time. And then he died. Heart attack. Oh, the pastor says, you really had a rough time. So now you're getting married again, Midge. Yes, she said. Um, and he says, well, what does this guy do? He's an undertaker. <laughs> and the pastor says, an undertaker? And she says, well, yeah, you know how it is. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. <laughs> now, folks, this really has nothing to do with today's teaching. <laughs> but, you know, as Art Linkletter used to say, laughter is the best whatever therapy, you know, start the day anyway. Well, this morning I want to talk with you for a few minutes about celebrating what God has done. You know, the uh, first message that was sent over the telegraph, 
Do you know what that message was? You know, Samuel Morse invented it. And if you went to Orlando, and this is related to that message, if you went to Orlando, you would probably go to one of the attractions, Disney, SeaWorld, whatever. But there's one out in one of the suburbs, Winter Park, a beautiful town, shops and restaurants, but there's a wonderful museum there, the Samuel Morse Museum. And if you ever go to Orlando, I recommend that you visit that museum, especially if you love glass art, because Samuel Morse loved glass art, Tiffany art, and this museum is magnificent. You have to really see it to appreciate it. It was originally funded by Samuel Morse and his family and continues to be uh, endowed by that. But going back in time, the first message that was sent over the telegraph was what you saw in the program there uh, from Psalm 77. It was actually worded this way, what God has wrought. And you know, that's what this is about, what God has done, celebrating what God has done. Psalm 77, 11 puts it this way, I will remember what God has done. And that's what an anniversary is all about. It's remembering what God has done. And wow, what has God done? Take away today, Christ's power to celebrate God's work. You're sitting in part of God's work here. Part of God's work, your 150th anniversary coming down the pike. What a wonderful, wonderful thing to celebrate. Well, as we do this, I pray that we will claim God's promise that whenever we study his word, hear his word, look into his word, by the power of his Holy Spirit, he always grants us a blessing. Well, let's study the word together. First of all, let's celebrate God's work in the past. God's work in the past Think of the whole history that's revealed in the Bible, but focus on an event. Easter, we celebrated that. Oh, Easter, the most awesome event in the history of the world. Unique, nothing like it. When Jesus Christ came out of his tomb saying, I am the resurrection and life, whoever lives and believes in me, oh, though they die, yet they shall live. Easter, God's work in the past. And then Pentecost, which we celebrate today, that event when God founded the church as we know it. That was the beginning of the Christian church. As those disciples went to the rooftop and preached God's word in languages that all the people could understand because there were people, as you heard in the reading, from all over the known world that had come to Jerusalem to <laughs> celebrate. And yet they were able to hear the word in their own languages. Awesome, an event to celebrate. But now, let's segue forward. Celebrate God's work in the present. 150 years coming down the road, 150 years, this congregation will have been doing God's work for 150 years as you celebrate that anniversary. Think about it. Uh, Carol Cron showed me some memorabilia from the past. And uh, when the congregation celebrated pictures of when it celebrated its 50th 
And at that time, there were, I think it was 250, 300 members. And of course, it's grown substantially since then. Celebrate God's work in the past. 150 years. Now, Holy Cross in South Daytona, we've been in business for 63 years, so we're still young. But someday, perhaps, they will celebrate their 150th. Uh, I probably won't be around then. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy to be able to celebrate yours with you. So, that anniversary, we celebrate God's work in the past. But now, we also celebrate God's work in the present. What God is doing right now. And you know what he's doing right now? It's about you. It's about you. It's about Bill. It's about Pastor Jim. It's about each and every one of you. It's about me. It's about every person who, by the power of the Spirit, has said those wonderful words, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, and I pray that every person here this morning, and I'm sure you have, and those who will be watching it over live stream or perhaps seeing the service later over uh, YouTube, everyone has said those wonderful words, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, because that's about you. That's something to celebrate. The fact that God has touched your life through the word, through the power of the spirit, and said, I want you to be mine for now and eternity. Yes, I created you, but as Isaiah wrote, I have called you by name. I have redeemed you. You are mine. You belong to God. So this is about you, too, celebrating God's work in the present Celebrating what God has done for you. And also celebrating the way in which you, as God's living word. And think about this, folks. You may be the only gospel that another person ever reads. When St. Francis sent his missionaries out, his party words supposedly, and this is probably part legend, were go out and preach the gospel and don't say a word. Every day you have the opportunity to share the gospel. You are his living, reflecting message. The one who called you by name and made you his and redeemed you wants to offer that opportunity to others. That Lord who was willing to give up everything, including the last drop of his blood, so that you could wear the robe of his righteousness. And so can every person who comes to faith. So you celebrate God's work in the past, but you also celebrate it in the present. And now, what about the future? What about the future? Are you excited about the future? The future... It's all about vision. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, where there is no vision, the people die. You, as followers of Christ, as members of the body of Christ, share a vision. And Pastor Jim, he is the keeper of that vision along with Bill and all the others who share that ministry, including you, the vision of outreach, the vision of being God's living gospel. And 
how wonderful to see what you are doing here, what you have done, your school, your used treasures still operating after all these years. Oh, your church sign, awesome. Uh, we drove out yesterday morning just to make sure I still knew the way from Pekin. <coughs> and Bonnie's using, she's using her uh, guide on the phone. You know, we've got this GPS on the phone. I don't know how it works. I'm not technological, but she does. And she says, boy, I hope this works because I've never been here before. <coughs> but anyway, yeah, we, <laughs> we got here. And the first thing I saw, well, of course, I saw the church and I saw your beautiful welcome center. Wow, that's so awesome. But that sign, you know, uh, when I was serving St. John's Peak and where I was before I came here, there was a guy, Jane McDaniels, he owned an advertising agency, and uh, he taught me a lot of sharing the gospel through, yes, the media, advertising. And you know what he taught? He said, your church sign is one of the most powerful methods of proclaiming you being there, besides, of course, seeing your church. And your sign certainly does that job. And so do the other ministries that you are engaged in. Doing God's work in the present. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven and things on the earth and even things under the earth. That by the power of the Spirit they know that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And that's what you're doing. You know, how long does the average church stay in business before it starts to die? Statistically, most churches start to die between 20 and 25 years of age. Think about that. You will have been in business for 150 years, the business of doing God's work. Wow. You know, uh, sadly, in our group called the Circuit of Eight Churches, in the last couple of years, three have closed their doors. There's only five left in that circuit. But here you are, still doing God's work, still sharing that vision, still reflecting that gospel because you haven't lost your vision. And just in case, just in case you think, well, you know, what's really out there for us to do? There's all these churches, and yeah, I was amazed. We were driving around Peking yesterday, all these churches. Some of them weren't there when I was here, anyway. But do you know, I checked the statistic, 56.5, I don't know how they come up with 0.5, half a person, 56.5, percent of the people living in Tazewell County are not connected to a church. Think about that. More than 50 percent of the people living in Tazewell County and Peoria County is about the same. Not connected to a church. So don't ever think that because of what you have done or what you are even doing now that it's over. Because you know what? It's not. You've only just begun. Celebrate what God has done, what he has done in the past, what he's doing in the present, and what he will continue to do in the future for you personally until that day with 
than the one with the nail-marked hands, who would rather have given up everything than not have you be in heaven with him, will greet you when you enter glory and say, welcome home, my child. Wow. Talk about a future. So, may you celebrate what God has done in the past. May you celebrate what he's doing in the present. And may you celebrate what he's going to do in the future, whether it's about his body, St. John San Prairie, or your body, or that of the people, by God's grace, you are able to reach and touch. God grant it. Amen, brothers and sisters. And a thought to carry away. All other things will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. God grant it. At this time, let us stand as we confess our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 